Hi, welcome to CMO Insights, the podcast series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, president and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today as our guest, we have David Carroll, the chief marketing officer of Thomson Reuters. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here, Jeff. So Thomson Reuters, the company's been around for a long time, but also going through a lot of changes. Could you describe to our audience what TR does? Of course, very happy to. So first I would start with our purpose. And, and Thomson Reuters' purpose is to inform the way forward. And from that, Thomson Reuters is really set up to drive content-driven technology for professionals, particularly in business, professionals of legal, tax, compliance. And what we do is we take our amazing, unmatched, proprietary content and match it with industry-leading technology. So we can power informed action for professionals, whether it be in law firms, in general counsel within corporations, within tax, whether that be tax compliance or whether it be direct and indirect tax professionals, we're always looking to innovate for professionals across the world and institutions. PR is really big company. You, you have probably a tremendous amount of responsibility, I would imagine. And you know, my understanding is you guys are going through, like many companies, a transformation. Tell us about it, you know, um, what's driving it and, and what are the plans? Yeah, no, great. TR is great. Um, it is a big company, about 26,000 people. And a few years ago, we started a, a change where we were mostly a holding company, different business units, different groups, legal professionals, tax professionals, risk professionals. And we started to form more of an operating company, act as one, integrate as one, and become more of a content-driven technology company. And you know, moving from more of a content producer to more of a technology company has been a, a big change. And it's been an exciting path. I think one of the reasons for me, you know, I have a history of technology both in subscription-based and SaaS-based tech programs. So coming in and bringing this together, driving some change has been great. The journey for TR overall, you know, has increased our growth, maybe from one or two percent five, ten years ago to seven or eight percent now, and it's been super, super fun. And so along the way, then, then how's that drive? marketing. So what what changes are you implementing in marketing to support that transformation? Well, one, I would say we're moving towards an operating company. So, you know, before I joined, or I guess when I joined, um, we had very siloed groups. And across the company, we've been on a journey to changes. But for marketing specifically, you know, our legal groups was organized this way. Our Hack group was organized similar but different. Processes were different. Uh, go to markets were different. And one of the things I've been working on is to create a one marketing group. So more of a enterprise go to market, you know, centralized in some degree, but also decentralized in key areas. But really driving expertise and more specialization, more scale when we can get it. So so kind of bringing the teams together for one. And then two, I would say really building on how do we operate more like a technology company, whether looking at customer lifecycle or go to market, using our partners. Just one recent example, 
we had an AI launch just a few weeks ago. And one of our key aspects is we integrated and, uh, with Microsoft. And we were on the keynote with Satya, talked about TR um, as a great plugin for their AI work around Microsoft 365 Copilot and going to market and talking about that more has been great for us. We're also looking to integrate uh, marketing campaigns better. In our recent AI launch, we brought together partners and product announcements, PR. We had over 250 PR mentions, bigger, better marketing. We're actually on the front page of Wall Street Journal today as it happened. So just thinking a little differently, I think building and innovating on where we've been has been um, part of the marketing journey as well. So it's a combination of operating differently as well and go to market differently. Um and it's been super exciting. I think you know, moving quicker. Some of the timelines are faster as we as we seek to launch, and uh, you know, making sure we keep some of the great work and what we've done in the past. But just look at the hey, where can we do more? Where can we innovate? Hey, it is exciting. I'm curious along the way. I mean, you guys are obviously moving pretty quickly, especially for a company of your size and your legacy. Any challenges just with uh, people and integration and then changing that mindset? I would say there's always challenges. I think um, one balancing speed with traditional ways of operating and checking all the box. You know, I, I think there's pros and cons to every one, but I think as you move faster, you have a little more ambiguity. You maybe get over your skis in some areas, um, but I it's actually been super energizing um uh, so our, we started talking about generative ai on our earnings call in early may and we said hey we're going to spend 100 million each year for the next several years on ai and that has kicked off you know a bigger push on the marketing front and we've definitely had to work faster the team has been amazing by the way i want to give a huge shout out to the team in, in all areas but i would say it, it's challenged to your question our process how do you condense it? How do you get it going faster? Um, we've been pushing more uh, videos. So how do we have, how do we show videos about what the future of our product could be? We're also, as we move into more product launches, talking about our products, getting customers excited about them um, ahead of when the official, you know, general availability is. Um, and I think, you know, that's not just challenge, but maybe it's a change. So I definitely think, you know, the challenges on the speed and the changes, but I, I got to say the team has really responded and excited. Uh, you know, it's kind of like you're on the cutting edge. People get revved up. Uh, they dive in tons of work. But we're kind of constantly looking to say, how can we, you know, I, I use the word increase our clock speed. And it's something you you push on. And um, and when I I actually go back to I thought about when I was at Amazon Prime, I was part of a small team, uh, one of 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 met several that helped start the first Prime Day, and I think back and we're like we don't know what's gonna happen, and you're just kind of doing stuff and making it drive, and in some regards you you need to lean into that you know what I mean, uh, and if, it definitely brings challenges, but I think. It creates passion and excitement 
um, and some newness. And, and what I tell my team is, let's get out there and do something. It's okay to make mistakes. Uh, it's better to drive and create and try. And we're definitely going to iterate along the way. So long answer maybe, but the challenge so from... come with innovation. Yeah. So but just... I mean, think back because you you have been in technology and 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 I have been too for now almost thirty years. And I've been through several innovative cycles, including yeah. the launch of the internet. But I've never yeah. experienced what we're going through right now, just like in yeah. terms of the pace and the speed of information, the amount of capital that people are collectively. I mean, the only thing that I think come close maybe was the dot com boom, you yeah. know, at the end of the nineties. But I think even that was that was still just mostly about software companies or companies yeah, trying to come up with a dot-com model. But I, I, I think AI is transforming every industry uh, yeah. and every department. Yeah, so it's interesting. So my first job after undergrad was actually working at uh, the Department of Justice Antitrust Division. And I was working on the Microsoft case and I was literally, literally reading Bill Gates's email and his team's part of antitrust. And I'm reading these... Um, documents and I'm 22 and I'm thinking, I don't want to be reading about the internet. I want to be creating it. And I actually worth some friends started to get taught myself HTML, web development and went on to e-commerce. So, so just to your point, definitely have a strong recollection of, you know, the start of the internet. And I definitely see AI around, you know, Hey, there's the start of the internet. I think mobile was a big change, right? I think cloud was a change. I definitely think generative AI and where we are today is a is a change that will affect every industry. Um, and, you know, across the board, I think it may be more like the cloud where it's, you know, more technical and it's more happening and customers don't always see it. I think the Internet was very visible to consumers. Hey, I can now go to this website. Um, but, you know, in, in, in legal and even in, in marketing, the generative AI capabilities, you know, are just starting and we're using them today. Uh, we're experimenting across that. Um, how, um, so you, give some examples on how you're using it today. Yeah, we're, you know, actually to generate code to do videos is one. Creating videos, um, looking at content generation of how we can do it are a few of the top ones. We're exploring how to use it for SEO improvement as well. And just kind of leaning in um, to some of the co-pilot capabilities as well, too, for analysis. So a lot of people are waiting to get their hands on that. Yeah. For, for yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I and then, you know, I think um, and you probably saw Adobe Firefly came out with some generative mm -hmm. AI uh, we're experimenting with. And, and uh, you know, when that came out, my when they announced it maybe a couple months ago, I think back in the summit conference and my team was like, reaching out to me that day, we got to try this out and test it. I was like, go, go test it out. So, so definitely in several areas, um, that's, you know, super, the teams are excited about it. So still early days, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll have to evaluate, mm -hmm. but it's definitely, you know, having an impact and continue to have an impact. Have you heard concerns from your team though? I mean, on the one hand, they're excited about getting to use AI, but about their jobs changing or maybe being eliminated well, you because know, of AI? The, the major the concern, I think TR is this, is to make sure we use it responsibly, right? So we have, for TR, we have trust principles, we have uh, ethical AI, our view on that. And just bringing it back to my team in marketing, 
I've heard more like, hey, let's make sure we use it responsibly. I haven't heard as much, hey, this will, you know, concerns about it. You know, the what we say to our customers is, you know, AI won't replace your job as a lawyer, for example, but a lawyer using AI may, you know, replace lawyers not using AI, just like any other tools. So I, you know, and, you know, from personal feedback from my team, they're excited about it uh, and they're seeing what they can do um, versus what, you know, something, what a machine or tool would do. So it's right. I mean, this may evolve and change, but definitely lots of excitement uh, and we're experimenting in several areas. So uh, I mean, a hundred million dollars a year to invest in AI. I mean, that's that's incredibly exciting. Any early roadmap items that you guys are shooting for? Yeah, well, we're definitely, um, and we shared some of this at the Microsoft Build conference, and you know, it was exciting to be part of the keynote. First of all, um, you know, Thomson Reuters uh, as a key partner was mentioned by Satya on, on day one and on day two. So it was great. But yeah, we were definitely integrating generative AI into our fundamental key platforms, such as Westlaw, Practical Law, Checkpoint, So um, and looking at attacks overall. So definitely um, on the product roadmap will have an impact, I would say, across all of our major platforms. Um, looking for Ask Westlaw as a key one and, and Practical Law. But, um, you know, we when this came out and this was more on the product side than the marketing, but, you know, we said, Hey, how do we pivot quickly uh, and really adjust our roadmap? And, you know, the, the, again, the speed with which TR has been operating has been super impressive. And, you know, coming from more of, you know, technology and Amazon and AWS where, um, you know, it's definitely teams here are really working quickly and adjusting. And we're continuing, we see it as a big opportunity for our customers um, to leverage this. I mean, that's how we should evaluate technology, right, Jeff? You know, this from 30 mm-hmm. years, like, hey, how does it benefit the end user and the customer? And, um, you know, we've said, hey, we have great use cases, which we put on our website. We shared at the Microsoft conference we were part of to say, hey, these are how our products uh, will benefit by generative AI. Any early impediments or roadblocks that you hit? You know, people, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're hiring, they're right, the right skill set. I mean, in some regards, you know, you, you talked about uh, the great resignation, but, you know, hiring the right people, because I, I would say it's been challenged for pick your number, 5, 10, 15 years. But mm-hmm. I definitely see, um, you know, getting, in, and it's again, probably more the product side than the marketing side. Uh, just how do we bring in folks today? We actually have 4,500 technologists, over 125 data scientists. So we got a great base to build from. But I would see that as a, you know, I don't want to call it impediment, but right, hey, how does it, you know, help us get there? Other than that, I mean, we got their vision. Um, and, and TR actually has 30 years of AI experience for particularly Westlaw. And multiple years experience for generative AI. So we are uh, lucky in our category to be that. We've had several acquisitions over the past couple of years that have been AI focused. So we've brought in in talent as well. And then, you know, on the marketing side, I think it's just making sure we get out front and lead. And I don't know if that's a impediment, but I think it's a, you know, make sure a change that we 
And that's what we've been doing, you know, because we do have such a strong story to tell that we've really wanted to make sure we go out loud and proud, um, lead and, and partner with our customers who are turning to us for, hey, how should we use this? What is the right way? Um, there's, you know, tons and tons of interest, as you can imagine, I'm sure you know, from our customers and, and really working with them uh, to develop products and bring them in as alpha, beta. But on, and on the marketing side, making sure we get out there and we can tell our story that, you know, we have the best products and they're just getting better. So what do you look for when you're you're hiring people to fit your team? Well, I look for a couple things. Um, Definitely someone that has made an impact or a difference. And uh, one of the one of the questions I like to ask is, hey, you know, tell me the biggest impact you've had in the past two years. And it's, the years doesn't matter. Is it one, two, three? And trying to understand how people take ownership of their role, um, drive impact in, in, in different ways. So that's one. Two, definitely look for a customer focus, somebody who's always asking about the customer, is curious, can can understand how to make an impact. Look for people that can innovate. The, our job, the customers, the marketing, our jobs are always evolving and changing. So somebody that can be agile and, and innovate. I think some things look for are just career trajectory, you know, and, and that can take different different avenues. But have you, you know, moved across things? Have you learned? Have you gained new skills? Have you shown progress quickly? I do think there's value in different experiences. And one thing I do look for, and this is maybe related, but um, I would say different from innovation, is have they taken risks before? Um, and, you know, I look back on myself, you know, I mentioned earlier, my first job is an antitrust division. You know, hey, one of the best decisions I've, I've made in my 30 plus year career is just teaching myself HTML and diving into technology. You know, it's something I was just really interested in, didn't study it per se. I've moved across the country from Boston to Seattle to go work at Amazon you know, different type of risks and uh, there's all different type of risks, but I think putting yourself out there, you know what I mean? And, 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 and going for it is, is, I would say so important. And it's something I look for. It's not definitely not the only thing in a, in a interview, uh, but it's something I would definitely advise as people ask me for, you know, advice and comes up, Hey, what's your best advice for your younger self? Um, I think that's a good one. And the only thing I would say is, you know, there's all different types of risk. You know what I mean? You don't, there's extreme, there's medium. I've worked at startups, worked at big companies. I like both, but, but on that, and then, you know, those are the key things I look for. I think it's, you know, in the Kansas, there's no, there's no one thing. Um, but I think across looking for folks, that's something. That's awesome. So you, you have had an incredible track record. You've taken a lot of risks. You've done a lot of different things. You've thrown yourself into your career. All that being said, if you went back to your younger self, that for that person that was working at the antitrust, uh, what advice would you give him? I would say take some risks. 
And again, I, you know, I would caveat it, hey, but I think I've taken some. There's probably others I can see, hey, maybe I should have taken that. And the other thing I would say is move around. You know what I mean? Whether it's within a company or in different type of roles, like even at Amazon, I was in Amazon Prime, then I went to AWS. Very, you know, similarities, but differences. Um, you get different experiences. I think you grow. And then, you know, I would say, you know, have some, you know, ownership and innovation. You know what I mean? Take, dive in and, you know, feel, for, again, this is, I guess, this is kind of related to the risk, but like, you know, drive it and own it. And it's okay to, you know, everyone always says fail fast. And the truth is, it's okay to make mistakes as long as you're doing. And that's what I encourage people to do and, and love it when people just say, I'll do it, I'll take it um, and kind of run with that. So it's definitely something advice I would, I do give uh, people ask, I feel like I've taken it myself. And I think probably could have done a little better at sometimes, but overall, you know, ha very happy with the decisions and reaching out and taking the risk I've made. Awesome. Uh, great advice and really, really exciting to hear about all the fantastic things happening at Thompson Reuters. So David, thank you so much for being on the program and look forward to having you back soon. This is great, Jeff. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. You got it. Thank you.